Welcome to another episode of Them Asperger's with me, your host, and my sidekick. Why am I the sidekick? (laughs) (laughs) What? Hello. (laughs) Is that you just accepting you're the sidekick now? (laughs) Yeah. No, 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 you're not. You know, I just, uh, I just liked the idea of that. It's fine. Just to see what would happen. (laughs) But yeah, no, you're not the sidekick. You're equally as important to this as me. Thank you. more so. No. Thank you. So. 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 News. So. What's going on with you? Ow. Right. Uh, Nothing. Nothing's going on with me, I don't think. Uh, I had the sensory therapy. Well, we had a a log session, didn't we? Mm. Yeah, it was long. It was like two hours, I think. We did? Yeah, I was supposed to have an hour a week, um, but she put two back to back. Um, uh, and you watched me do loads of weird little tests. Yeah, it was very interesting. Um, with you, you're kind of to you, you're either end of the spectrum, depending on what the tests were. You were either really good um, at what she was asking you to do, sort of freakishly good, or just not very good at all you can say awful yeah you were were, it's because it was about half and half as well i wouldn't say that you were more bad than good or more good than bad it's just yeah probably a 50 50 split between you being insanely good at the things she was asking you to do or just insanely bad it's interesting very interesting the the tests you were doing were all to do with your dyspraxia weren't they yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're kind of doing a diagnosis of dyspraxia with me at the moment. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, interesting. Um, yeah, because it was like two hours of balancing on stuff, um, building things, drawing things. Uh, yeah, it went on for a, a bit. Uh, and yeah, you were there for the whole thing um, because I figure once we finally hear back from your doctor and once you get your diagnosis i'm sure at some point you'll be doing the same thing so uh i've kind of been bringing you along just to so you can see what happens yeah Um, but really you're just tagging along because my therapist at one point said for one of the weeks we're going to go to a sensory room um in a place and uh we both know you're just tagging along so you can be let loose in there yeah, I mean, I'm I'm doubt I would go to like what you did the other day because I, as far as I'm aware, I'm not dyspraxic. I don't really show any signs of dyspraxia. I'm a little bit clumsy, but I don't think I'm dyspraxic at all. So also, you freaked out at that bit where she pulled a face and you had to copy the face she pulled. Oh, I did not like that at all. That was horrible. Yeah. So yeah, my therapist was. Uh, pulling faces and I had to copy them uh, and they were like sticking your tongue out and um, doing like weird things with your jaw and blowing your cheeks out and that kind of thing and I found it a bit weird to follow but like I looked over at you and you seemed to be like, really freaking out over in the corner of the room. It was horrible, it's horrible to watch like I don't think I could do that I think there was a lot of things for me that I didn't like about that I didn't like the fact that you have to sit and it's weird because yeah I wasn't even the one doing it but yeah I don't like being sat like directly opposite someone and being made to look at them especially look at their face I don't think I look at people's faces very often if I can help it I know like there's a whole thing with eye contact and a lot of people on the spectrum don't like making eye contact but I really don't 
like looking at people's faces that much in general. So yeah, I didn't like that. I really don't like when people pull weird facial expressions or if anyone has something odd about their face. Um, like? Like, I, and this isn't in a horrible way, it's just something that I really don't like. You know when people have like some sort of twitch? Right. Or like they lick their lips a lot, stuff like that. Yeah. I hate that. I really, oh, I do not like being around that at all. Um, so yeah, watching you have to mimic and just do these odd faces, just things I don't like. And like I say, with the licking of the lips, I really, really don't like that. I don't like tongues coming out of people's mouths. <laughs> I don't want to be able to see people's tongues very much. I'm a bit, I just don't really like, yeah, the facial stuff. Why does the tongue thing bother you? I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think it's just a, a freaky thing. The tongue. I don't know. I can't describe it. I really hate seeing people like lick their lips, especially if they go outside of the line of their lips and get like their skin. Right. Oh. But like one of the first things I remember about you is you kept going on about how you could make your tongue touch your nose. Yeah, you I were know. More than happy to show me how you do that. I know. And I don't mind if someone I know, like someone that I'm comfortable with, I don't care if they like stick their tongue out at me. Um, but yeah, I so it, it, I can't describe where the problem, like I can't pinpoint the exact parameters of what bothers me and what doesn't, if I'm honest. I just know that there's something to do with that that bothers me. But yeah, there's some things that you'd think would, but they don't. And I can make my tongue touch my nose. Is it from sat opposite? Because is it sitting opposite someone and looking at them directly in the face that bothers you? Or Probably is it, that as but well. But if they yeah. just if they had like a normal face, no pull-in faces, no whatever, just their relaxed face, would that still bother you? Yeah, I don't think I'd like that in general. I but don't is that like... an eye contact thing? What if their eyes were closed? I don't really, I don't really like looking at people's faces that much. But why yeah. is that? I don't know, especially. But more strangers than people I know. Like, well, again, it's weird. Like, once I'm more comfortable with someone, I am able to do a lot more things than with strangers. With strangers, I find it really difficult to do anything that feels kind of personal. And I guess to me, something that feels quite, quite personal is looking at faces. I don't like people looking at my face at all um, that I'm, like, strangers or people that I'm not comfortable with, so... I don't like doing it to them either. I don't know. It feels quite intimate for me. Well, that's uh, that's probably a good little segue. Yes, that is actually. Yes. Very good. Because uh, I wanted to talk about you. Because we, we, like I said, we've, in previous episodes, we've talked about the things that I find weird about faces. And my thing is to do with how I can interact with people. Uh, I don't have a problem with faces. It's just, uh, like I've said, for me, everybody looks the same. Not literally, so <clears throat> everybody doesn't look exactly like everybody else. It's just everybody looks like somebody else I've met before. I never see a face and it's a new face or it's um, unique or... Do you know what I mean? Like, I know everyone's supposed to be, but for me, everybody's face looks like a face I've seen before. Uh, and everybody's got that, no matter who I meet. Their face yeah. is... I've seen it before. It's didn't, not. An, didn't you say for you there's about like... 12 different faces yeah I probably in total but there's probably more like I said I've never counted them maybe I will but the only way to do that I guess is I'd have to categorize what the face is but it yeah. doesn't matter like, every time I see someone 
I am aware of the fact that I've... So, yeah, there's this odd thing with me where I don't really have an issue talking to people that much because their face is just a face I've seen before. Um, And like I said, I apply certain personality traits to each face. And that depends, and that dictates how I will interact with them when I meet them, depending on which face they have, Uh, which is something I've always done. I think it's how I'm able to mask my autism quite well. Uh, And my, like I say, my original psychotherapist said that everybody does this. It's just everybody does this on a level that they're not aware of, whereas I do it on a level that I'm actively involved in. Yeah. Um, So we're not talking about that. That's just a brief for those of you that haven't heard the episodes where I've mentioned it before. Um, Like I say, you can look it up. Apparently, it's it's not a common Asperger thing. It's just for some reason I've managed to figure out something that everybody does and bring it out in a way that I can use it. Um, but it, it's one of those things that I've learned to mask. Um, what? I'm really sorry if you can hear any noise in the background. It's our crickets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got crickets. Uh, normally I get silent crickets, uh, but I went to a different shop and... These ones are not silent. And yeah, I don't know if you'll be able to actually hear them and they probably won't do it constantly. I love it, personally. I'm a big fan of the noisy crickets. I prefer them loud. But yeah, sorry, just... Yeah, um, but yeah, so it's like I say, it's something that apparently everybody does, but I've learned to do it uh, as a way of... I imagine it's like a way of a coping mechanism or a way of survival in social interactions and social everything in general. Um, I think my brain has managed to pull out this thing that everybody does on an unconscious level and bring it out to something I have to use. And I I imagine it was only down to, I probably there was a point in my life where I couldn't talk to anyone or interact with anyone or do anything with anybody. Yeah. And it was getting too much and like too overwhelming because obviously because of my age, like I'm 33 now, Back when I was a child, autism and well, Asperger's wasn't really a thing that people knew about. So it wasn't like now where you can say you've got Asperger's and it stops you from being made to do stuff. Back like when I was a child, you kind of just had to do stuff uh, and there wasn't really an explanation for it. If you said you couldn't or if you found it too difficult, it was seen that you just had like a bad attitude or you were just shy and you'd grow out of it or if you just, you know... You know, people use the phrase come out of your shell. Yeah. They just figured that would happen with me. Um, And I think because I kept being forced into these situations I didn't want to be forced into, I think at some point this like weird thing that everybody does has been moved out to something I can use as a way to do those things. Um, And that's how I think most of my autism works is my masking and being able to do stuff is because... I was repeatedly forced to do certain things because obviously I didn't have an official diagnosis or even a name for it. And it wasn't something that I imagine there were other people that I went to school with that had it, but uh, none of us knew, I suppose. Yeah. Um, But anyway, yeah. So like it's the same. It's the reason I mask everything now uh, and appear NT a lot of the time is because of like, I think the way I was raised and yeah, my face thing is just something I've taught myself to do as a coping mechanism of being able to be out. Whereas... Your face thing is, um, well, it is, I have heard about it within like autistic communities and that kind of thing. Um, And I think I've seen it on like a couple of like shows, like detective shows and stuff where they use it. But I, it's not the thing. So there's that disorder people have where they can't see faces. So faces look, they can't see it. There's 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 nothing there. It's like blank. 
Yeah, um, it's not that. That's no. not what you've got. What you've got is you don't recognise faces. So, like you said, if somebody... Um, so, I know I think last week we used an example of Star Trek, but an example of this that was recent from this weekend was uh, we watched Fifth Element on Saturday and Gary Oldman's in Fifth Element and his character of Zorg uh, is like this art dealer like guy who's got like... He, obviously, he, he didn't have like... I said to you... That's, um, what's his name in Harry Potter? Sirius Black. I said that's Sirius Black from Harry Potter. And I, I every, every time we watch a movie together, I usually go, what's he out of? Or do you recognise him? And every time you say no, and then I have to go into the, he's this from this. And you haven't seen a lot of movies, but there's some movies you've seen a lot of. <laughs> so Harry Potter is one of those things that you've you've seen a few times. Yeah. Uh, and you know who Sirius Black is, and they're the same actor uh so normally i just let you watch i was gonna let you just watch like the bits that had gary oldman in it and just be like yeah see look it's uh it's gary oldman like you know you know who that is you've watched harry potter and like for me it's different so i always recognize people so like when i'm watching movies and i see someone i know i've seen them from something and i'm just like what do i know this person from uh and like my mom and um my mom's husband uh they when they come around they're always like what they else are they in? <laughs> and they're always like really impressed with like how I can. You are really good at it. Yeah, how I can tell them who it is, what they've been in, everything they've been in, their real name, even their characters' names in the different movies they've been in. Um, I'm really good at that. I'm really good at remembering actors, uh, so I can watch a movie, see someone, and go, "That's them." And it doesn't take a lot. They just have to say a couple of things, or you know, show like a close with their face. I'm just like, I, I've recognised this face. I've seen them before in something, um, but. For you, like it just didn't. So I wasn't going to... We were watching Fifth Element. There was a couple of people that... You'd watch Die Hard for the first time at Christmas. Bruce Willis is in it. Um, <laughs> I just figured... I, I've stopped getting to the point of going, so what are they out of? Because yeah. you didn't know. Um, so yeah, I told you that that was Gary Oldman. And I said, and he's uh, Sirius Black from the Harry Potter films. But you told me that the reason that you don't recognise him is because he had a different haircut. And you say when they change their accent? Yeah, so I've realised that my way of identifying people, for the most part, is I don't recognise people's faces. I don't have really any facial recognition. I do to a, to an extent. So once I... may I say this, I'm not actually sure if I have any facial recognition. I like to think that with people that I've known for a longer time, like people I know well, that I do to an extent but yeah for the most part i recognize people based on their hair uh, like it does really throw me if someone changes their haircut or color um that can really throw me off um they're if they've got any like distinctive so like say they wear glasses and they wear like the same glasses that's something that i use quite a lot i also always like tend to recognize people's wardrobes so if I have, like, if I work with people, the people I work with, I know pretty much all of their, like, work outfits. And people, if they get something new, I recognise that they've got a new outfit that I've not seen before. But I generally will go off, like, uh, this person, you know, sometimes they wear this, like, red jumper to work and that's how I know. So, like, I'm good with people's outfits quite a lot. Um... And yeah, their voice. I think most of my recognition comes to from people's voices. I have quite good 
voice like recognition I guess a, a lot of the time like a lot of the time if we're watching a show is when someone starts talking if they you know as long as they don't like change their accent because they're doing a different role or something like that it's when they start talking that I go oh I recognize that voice where do I know that voice from and I think that's a lot of it for me is voices and then yeah like haircuts clothing glasses the only thing that I think works for me with people's faces is if someone's got something really distinctive about their face, I use that. So say someone's got like a really distinctive nose or uh, I don't know, like a, a mole or like really big lips or just something that would make their face different to a majority of faces. But then I've realised that a problem I have with that is... Say someone does have a really distinctive nose, um, like, I don't know, like it's particularly big, I suppose, or just something, something that makes their nose different to most people's noses. If I then see someone else who's also got that distinctive feature of like that big nose and then the rest, like their haircut's sort of similar and they're like a similar build or whatever, I just think it's the same person. And like, I can think of a few times in the past where this has happened to me where the thing that I use to identify someone because they've got I don't know like a generic-ish haircut that a lot of people have and you know like a just an average frame and height and everything about them's you know like fits in with a lot of other people but I identify them because of their distinctive facial feature but then I see someone else who's also got that feature I just think it's the same person. I've definitely mistook people a few times. In fact, when I used to work at my old job, I used to work at a cafe and someone came in uh, that I thought was my cousin, who I, like, I've met my cousin loads of times. I just started chatting to him. I was like, oh, hey, how are you? And this guy was like, yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Like, just, I guess, thought I was being friendly. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. My mum's been doing well as well. And like started telling him about that. And then I was like, how's Mark? And this guy was just like, who's Mark? And I was like, your dad? And then he went, who? No. And I was like, are you not my cousin? And this guy was just like, I'm not your cousin. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And also like, I I don't talk to strangers. So then I freaked out because I was like, oh my God, I've just been like chatting away to this guy. I've just told this guy all about like my mum, my family, I just thought it was my cousin because he had the same distinctive feature that I recognise on both my cousin and him. Right. And I couldn't tell that it was a different person. I did think it was weird that he had an earring. I did think, I don't know when my cousin got his ear pierced. But yeah, like faces to me, they just come into whatever I use. So with my cousin, it's not his hair or anything like that. It is a distinctive feature on his face that this person also had. And yeah, I'm like that, I think with people I really I really struggle to identify faces I've done um my ex-boyfriend was actually really good at facial recognition like above average and he had to do a couple of tests because they put him he started doing some work for people at uni because he was something like a super identifier I think it was called or something like that Mm. um but he made me do one of the tests that he did and I think like the average score on it was like 50 percent I scored 8% and that was just because I got like the practice questions right because I just can't do it as soon as you start I, I'm so bad at facial recognition it's it's impressive 
Mm. I don't have it. And yeah, like I, I like to think that I'd be fine. But if you do give me someone that whatever I use to identify a person I know, they have the same thing, I will just think it's the same person. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's that. Because uh, like I say, this is, I mean, obviously our podcast is about Asperger's. Would you say or do you think now? I mean, obviously previously when you used to do it, you didn't know, but would you say this is related to autism or do you think it's just something you do? Um, I didn't you... think, I thought it was just something that I had. I didn't think it was related to autism, but... Because I'm trying to think like um, how facial recognition works. Because I, I would say I have, I'm interested in like your ex-boyfriend's test because I would imagine I'm really good at that. Probably, yeah. Um, like It makes me wonder what my score would be because I've got really good facial recognition. I can see someone or know somebody... Say I met someone when I was like seven, eight years old. Yeah. And then didn't see them again from then till now. I would see them as they're older and still remember their name and who they are and how I know them. Um, and I've always been able to do that because uh, for a lot of people, it, it's always like if I haven't seen someone for ages, they just sort of go, you probably don't remember me. And I'm just like, yeah, no, you, you're Ricky. Uh, you know, um, I've known you since then. Like, I haven't seen you since then. Uh, and then it's like, oh, okay. Uh, and it's it's one of those sort of things where... If I see someone and I know I haven't met them before, I know I haven't met them before. I know I said that, like, how I'm able to talk to people is everybody has the same face to me, but that's more so I don't get freaked out by strangers. But yeah. I can still tell people apart, even if, like, three, four people all got together and they all had the same face group, I'd yeah. still be able to tell you which one's which. Um, and that kind of thing. Uh, so, yeah, it's interesting. But obviously, like, it doesn't necessarily mean because I can do that and you can't do that that you that it's not Asperger related because as far as we can tell when we've been doing these episodes my and your autism initially when we started this I thought that we had quite a lot of similarities but I've actually realized that we're quite different with our autism in general yeah there's some things that we are really similar on I would say like a lot of things that we're similar on are more to do with um maybe outlooks on things I feel like there's a lot of stuff that we agree on in terms of like well, I'm trying to decide if it's memory with this because I know that my like long-term memory and my ability to remember information is really good, um, except for well, it, this is the thing. It's not with everything. That's yeah. That's the thing that annoys me about my memory is where I could use it in a way to like get like a better job or <laughs> like uh, <laughs> you know like the things that would help me. I uh, I'm not good, but like sometimes when we watch like game shows and stuff. <laughs> I'll know answers to stuff where you're like, how do you even know what that is? And I'm like, I don't know, but I do know that's the answer. And there's loads of times where I've just retained information and I answer questions and uh, yeah, I can't what it was, we were watching something and I'll answer it and you're like, how do you even know that? Yeah. It's like a question on books and yeah. I was just like, well, it's this one. And you were like, you don't even read. And I was just like, I know, but I remember someone saying this. <laughs> uh, so that's how I remember it. So I'm really good at retaining like what I would class as pointless information that can't benefit me in any way but then the stuff that I should be good to remember uh is stuff that I won't um whereas I think you're opposite in that sense like you, like with your new job and like that kind of thing you're really good at like remembering stuff that's useful but then like the stuff that doesn't really matter I'll ask you and you'll be like what uh, when have we done this or when has that been said or yeah so I know we're opposite in that sense but 
this is what I mean. Like, so is, is my I can't decide if my ability to remember people's faces and like face groups and that kind of thing is down to the fact that my memory is quite good at retaining info. I guess information that's not really that needed, but for some reason I can hold it in. Um, and the reason you can't remember who people are is because you remember the stuff that you know is different to that. It's a different. I guess it's like there's different types of learning. Everyone has a different method of learning and. Yeah, people retain information differently. And it might be the way you learn certain things, which is why you're able to remember stuff because it was taught to you in a certain way in the first place. And I'm yeah. able to remember other things because the way I've picked it up. Do you know what I mean? It's easily that. Uh, and then the autism, like everything, um, you know, exaggerates it or, you know, dilutes it, depending. But yeah. with the faces, I can't decide with you if it's just down to the fact that you... Um, aren't good with remembering that kind of thing or it's because you don't like looking at faces and that's why you're unable to remember faces because like you said with my sensory tests you wouldn't have been able to do it because you're looking at faces all the time and you've said that you don't really look at people anyway Um, I don't I really try and avoid looking at people which I think might also come into it like there's a lot of time where I'll meet someone new and like I'll glimpse their face but I, I won't have really looked at them at all yeah um and yeah i find that say right now if i was in any way shape or form a good artist which i am not but if i say i could do like portraits really well i think if i had to draw people that i know just from memory i think i could do their hair and like possibly a feature of their face but i don't think i really could could do what people look like I'm not sure like I don't think that I could remember what people look like because now I'm trying to I'm just trying to think of like people that I know yeah I'm not 100% sure that I actually know what they look like I know like I know what their hair's like I know what their like builds like and their height but their actual face I don't think I could tell you what it looks like from memory because I don't look at people and um yeah, I. it's weird. It might go into, like, this is something we haven't really talked about and I'm probably not going to go into it in detail or anything, but I, I don't find people attractive. Yeah. Um, At all, really. Like, I've never, you know, thought that someone's good looking. And when I was at school, if, like, my friends would say, oh, that person, they're really good looking, I'd always be like, oh, okay, I'll remember that. So I know that they're classed as good looking but it would never come from me myself and I think maybe that's got something to do with the face thing as well because I don't look at people's faces and I, I can't really identify faces and maybe that's why I can't see people as attractive yeah I mean that's what I mean like is it is the reason that you aren't good at recognizing faces because you don't like looking at faces so it's just something you've never done learned to do you know whatever it could be. Or is it because you um, have like this actual, like eye contact, but yours is just more, well, it is eye contact as well, but yours is more, you have like, not a face phobia, but looking at faces makes you uncomfortable, so you don't. Yeah, well, I find when I am looking at someone's face, what I do is I tend to pick something on their face and lock in on that. So then I just focus on that and I don't look at their whole face, so... An example of this is someone that I know at work has like a like a red mark just sort of below their like at the top of their cheek 
they've got like this just tiny little red mark and whenever they talk to me i just focus on that i always just look at that bit right of their face and i don't i i don't know what their actual face looks like i just know this there's a red mark there and that's what i look at and that's kind of how it looks like i'm making eye contact because it's near enough to their eyes and maybe they think like what's she looking at like she's not looking she's looking at something on my face i don't know i don't know if that's what they think but yeah i've I, I think that I do actually have a problem with facial recognition and I think that it's just enhanced by the fact I also don't look at people's faces because I don't think that it's just I don't look at people's faces and therefore I can't remember anyone's faces because with the tests that I've done yeah that was you know I didn't have a problem looking at these pictures of faces because they were pictures but I still couldn't yeah because you, you watch telly yeah, yeah yeah you watch movies tv series that kind of thing uh, which is weird because you, well, you, I, I think you do recognize characters, but only if they're in it a lot. Yep. Uh, like, uh, when we've watched like various TV series, the main characters, you know who they are. Yeah. But I have noticed that, um, especially with, uh, we're watching Sopranos at the moment. Uh, I've noticed that because they're like, um, supposed to be like, gangsters they've all got like a similar dress sense and they've all got similar haircuts uh and i've noticed that there is have been times where i've had to explain to you that that's not the same person as before yeah uh, and you've been like oh i thought they were dead and you and i was like this is a different person and i've noticed because they all have a distinctive look whereas i think when we watched something like game of thrones it was easy because they're all in different like different regions factions groups mm. they all like yeah, but like once again, like you said, say like there's a main character in Game of Thrones and another character comes along that dresses the same, same haircut. Yeah. You'd be a little bit like, oh. And I, I have noticed that there's been, there's definitely been times where I've watched something and then just been convinced that like the main character in that was the same person as in this other show. Yeah, that. that and I've that. said it to you before, I think, where I feel like, yeah, but when they were in this and you've just looked at me and gone, they were never in that. Like, yeah. I know who you're thinking of, but no. And that's, again, like it's to do with not not recognizing faces, but recognizing features. If they've got a similar feature, then yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've. I guess in those senses, I get what you mean because, um, well, I don't get what you mean as in like, I can see, I, I do that too. But I mean, like, I usually now when you say to me, oh, yeah, they've changed a lot since they were in this or I remember them from this thing. And then I'm like, they were never in that. Um, I can look at the two people now and figure out how you've come to that conclusion <laughs> that they're the same person. But yeah, it is usually because they've got a similar face or a similar chin or there's the odd feature that's... And, you know, some people do it all the time. Like, I'm sure anybody listening to this has been into those things where somebody tells you that somebody's in something. They go, oh, they're from this. And you're like, no, they're not. And they're like, yes, they are. And then you get into that weird, like, argument <laughs> about it where you're just like, it's definitely them. No, it's not them. I can see why you'd think that. They've got a similar hair, similar whatever, but it's not them. So I can see where it comes from. Um, but yeah, I just... This, like, your face blindness is uh, is interesting to me because I... I can't figure out if it's because you've just never looked anybody in the face really ever. Uh, I mean, sometimes you struggle to look at me in the face. Like sometimes you'll just start hiding <laughs> your head and like I, I struggle to like not see the top of your head most of the time. Uh, so like sometimes you can tell and it's usually with you like the more like overwhelmed you are or like, I don't know, 
not autistic, but uh, I'm always I'm always telling you that you're burgering. Yeah. Like, when I'm like, oh, you're burgering again. Yeah, if I'm like ruminating, I suppose. Yeah, or... I can tell when you're doing it because you start like ducking your head and looking at the floor constantly. Uh, and it's hard to like look at your face. I'll just see like the top of your head. Uh, and you do that a lot. And I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, look this way. Uh, and I can tell. Uh, I don't know if it's because, you, because you're doing that all the time and because you've probably always done that that you never look at people in the face and have never grown up looking people in the face that you've just... I don't know if, like, NT people and people, I suppose, like myself, because we've grown up looking at people in the face, we've learned what faces are and how to recognise faces and that kind of thing. I can't decide if it's, like, an actual thing that your autism's stopping you from doing because, uh, sort of like my dyspraxia, dyspraxia is not something that I've learned. Yeah. It's to do with my autism and it's a side effect of it. And you know, like, there's this disorder people have where they, they have face blindness completely, where they don't see a face. Yeah. I don't know if it's something like that and just your autism's brought this thing with it, or it's a learnt thing that you've learnt to not recognise faces because you've just grown up never looking at them, that that part of you's never learnt how to I think, I think identify a face, you know? more to do... Like, I think the not looking people in the face probably doesn't help, but I do think that it's just a... A thing because I've definitely seen um, that other people on the spectrum have had similar issues or do have similar issues with facial recognition and again not face blindness because it is completely different but just facial recognition um, I think that is a, a thing I don't think that everyone struggles with it I probably it's l- one of the rarer um, traits of autism like I don't think it's rare I think quite a lot of people have it but it's rarer than I don't know like eye contact for example or sensory things yeah eye contact seems to be one of those ones that most people have in fact I'd be I think it's rarer to find somebody that's autistic or got Asperger's you know even though they're the same thing um I don't know why I separated them like (laughs) that but uh that can do eye contact no problem I would find that unique more so in somebody with Asperger's or uh, like high functioning autism whatever if they could just look people in the in fact actually I know a few people that are high functioning autism so like are quite autistic but can do eye contact no problem Hmm. Um, you know the guy I'm thinking of the, the poetry guy yeah he has no problem with eye contact. Like, if anything, he'll get his face in your face to make eye contact with you if you choose not to look at him. But then it could be to do with... So I don't know if it's an Asperger thing. Yeah, then. maybe because Asperger's is uh, generally uh, your... I don't know how to say it. You're more aware? Uh, like, he is not more... Autistic, I suppose, but like more noticeably autistic and probably less aware of yeah, because he'll what's going on around him. Whereas people with Asperger's are, I suppose, to an extent more aware. So maybe we know. Yeah, because he'll just talk to strangers. Oh uh, yeah, he's uh, yes. He'll just start he's conversations. Got no with, problem. He'll just start conversations with anybody and like look them like dead in the eye. So yeah, all right. So I guess for this example, I suppose more Asperger's. It's more. I would say it's it would be rarer to find somebody with Asperger's that could make eye contact no problem. I think that's one of the more common ones that people have. But like you said, this face thing, I would say, because I've dealt with a lot of people that have got Asperger's and we've spoke to a few people, I would say that you're the first person I've come across that has this particular 
you don't you're not able to recognize faces but like i said i don't know if it's something you've learned or just something you have you know yeah um I, I don't understand the origins of it i mean obviously really with everything if you look at it and break it down enough you can see how it links to Asperger's. Yeah. Um, and I imagine it has got something to do that's similar to the reasons why we can't make eye contact, that you can't look people in the face. Um, but you said you do it with a lot of things, like the way you walk around, you tend to look at the floor. And when we go out for a run, um, <laughs> I'm always like, oh, have you seen that? Or look at this or look at that. And you tend to just look at the floor when you're running. Uh, and you said you did a similar thing when you used to cycle to work, which is how you ended up smacking into the back of that trailer. <laughs> I am not very it's weird like uh my outdoors and indoors are complete opposites so like outdoors I am so unobservant because I'm just focused on like getting to wherever I want I just look down don't look at anybody avoid everything when I'm indoors I'm really nosy so I look around the walls and like the floor constantly and like I don't know I like to get a real sense for the room I'm in but yeah when I'm outdoors I don't look at anyone so yeah if you ever say like oh did you see that person that walked past I won't have done I won't have been looking at them at all yeah so yeah so I mean I don't know if that in itself has because I would say that definitely sounds like something to do with Asperger's so I don't know if that's also the reason why you don't do faces yeah it could be yeah yes just intrigues me that's all intriguing um so yeah this episode is I would say in two parts. Uh, yes. Mainly because somebody else on our Facebook page, well, was it on a Facebook page? I can't remember mm. if it was on a Facebook page or if it was a private message. I can't remember now. Uh, but asked about shutdowns. Uh, and shutdowns is one of those things that I wasn't even sure what it was. I almost replied to this person on our group saying, um, what's a shutdown? Yeah. Uh, but then you managed to, I managed to bump into you. And be like, so what's a shutdown? And you kind of explained it to me. But it's one of those things that I am now aware of and have heard people use it before. It's like um, there was somebody else that kept talking about burnouts. Uh, and I wasn't sure what that was yeah. either. The only familiar term with those sort of things to do with Asperger's that I'm aware of is meltdowns. Meltdown, yeah. Um, that's the only one I know of. The other two, I, I don't know if I have them or not. Uh, I'm unsure. But shutdowns is one of those ones that somebody asked us to talk about in a like coping mechanism kind of way um, or how we deal with them or something like that. But I, like I say, I'm not convinced that I have them at all. Um, but that's because I don't really have meltdowns either. Uh, I feel like these extreme reactions to your Asperger's are things that I don't have that much of. With the exception of like my anger outbursts, I guess, they're the only ones that affect me. Um so I asked you, um, but like just for briefly for my benefit, what's a shutdown again? Okay, and um, like please, if I get this wrong, because again, like I don't, I think I have them to an extent, but not to the same extent. I know some people have, oh, um, I guess more severe shutdowns. But my understanding of an autistic shutdown is when you've been so overwhelmed with either like the sensory uh problems or social like being too social or just being around people too much that you have to basically just shut everything out and you just shut down so you can't talk to anyone you can't be around anyone generally i think you like to be kind of in the dark you just basically just want to be on your own you do, you can't 
you don't want to talk to anyone you don't want anyone to talk to you um and then i think following that with burnouts i think you get really tired and you just don't want to basically you just don't want to do anything or be around anyone um yeah like is, I, said, I know what the yeah. words mean uh and therefore i can apply that to an asperger sense but i don't know i always it's always one of those things that like i always say i don't have them or that's not me and it's not something i think of and then somebody explains to me what they mean and yeah. then i go oh wait no i do do that uh and this i think not with burnouts because burnouts i don't know but shutdowns um would you say that so when you get to the period where you can't where you like don't want to talk to anybody and that kind of thing if somebody was then to say come into the room you're in and start talking to you would you be able to talk to them if you were having no. a shutdown no right. i think with shutdowns you like it's like you completely just shut yourself down i don't know if like them coming in and talking to you i think i'm sure it affects different people in different ways i think either they'd come in and talk to you and it would just cause you to you know like go mental uh like have a meltdown or just an angry outburst at them or you just physically cannot talk or speak to them and i'm sure it affects different people in different ways um like for me i don't think i have it to like any sort of severe extent but i definitely find that if i have had some sort of busy day or like socializing i do feel like I have to just come home and just shut the world out. Um, I notice it with... Um, so say... Say we have to go to like... Uh, or I have to go to like a social event. So say I've got to... Uh, Saturday and Sunday. But on Sunday I've got to go to... I'm trying to think of something like... A wedding. So say I've got to go to a wedding on Sunday. Yeah. I know that even though I'd be home from the wedding at like 11 o'clock and I don't start work until three o'clock the next day, I would feel the need to book the Monday off work because I know that Sunday's going to be a lot of socialising and then I need like just the whole of Monday to just lock the world out. Yeah. And kind of be on my own, be away from everything. And I think if I didn't, then I end up getting really stressed because it's just too much. Like, I do find, oh, I find socialising so difficult. I find being around people so difficult. Like, when I get home from work, I always just want to come to, like, quite a dim, dimly lit flat and just, yeah, I guess shut the world out. Just not really talk or deal with things. I find, Like I, I said to you the other day, I don't mind being around you, but I think that's because we don't... We don't always talk like we do. We'll talk sometimes, but there are definitely times where you'll just be sat in the room and we'll just be silent. Um, we've got like you've got a chair in your living room that's quite far away from the sofa, and sometimes we'll both be in the room, but you'll be sat in that chair that's quite far away, and we like won't be talking. We'll just be doing our own thing. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why like hanging out with you is easier for me than most people because I do find it really difficult to I guess just to be around people all the time so with a shutdown yeah it's not in the same sense as a meltdown so no because the way you've just described it it sounds like for you you plan the shutdowns 
For me, I do, but I don't. I think for a lot of people, they don't. I think. I always, yeah, I, I, the way I figured it, uh, based on what this uh, question that was originally asked was worded, was that they happen like a meltdown. You just, yeah. you're fine, and then all of a sudden, you just stop talking and stop doing stuff. Yeah, and I guess you just, I guess, I'm trying to think of a good word for it, like climb in on yourself. I don't know how to describe it, but yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, which. In those situations, I get like, I don't know if they're supposed to last long and I don't know if uh, it's something you have and then when it's over, it's over. But there are times of the day, like when I'm at work and stuff, where I'll just stop. I'll be interacting all morning or like I'll be interacting at some point in the day and then I'll just stop completely uh, and I'll just not talk to anybody or like I'll stop acknowledging people are there. Uh, and yeah, I'll do it sometimes where I just stop everything. Um, I stop talking to people. I stop interacting with people, uh, and it'll just happen. Yeah. Uh, and I won't realize that I've done it initially. It'll take a while, but then after like 10, 15 minutes, I'll just start thinking, um, yeah, I'll just start thinking that I haven't, uh, spoken to anybody in a while or, you know, like when you haven't made a noise, yeah. Like verbal, whatever sound. You can tell your mouth feels weird uh, or it feels different because uh, you know you haven't do. And yeah, sometimes I just don't talk to anybody. I've noticed it sometimes that for me, it's if I haven't spoken to anybody for a while or if I haven't, like I get up in the morning and I get up like and I'm on my own and I go to work and I haven't spoke to anybody. When I get to work, uh, I don't talk to anybody for the first like 10, 15 minutes of working. And sometimes people will talk to me and I'll only one word answer. Um, and I don't know if that's a form of shutdown there because it it seems too like stressful and too annoying. And then, you know, like somebody's trying to really get conversation out of you. Yeah. Um, they're either saying you're all right, you're not talking much, you're all right. And you're just sort of going, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, but then they, they keep insisting on trying to have a chat. So they keep saying like, how was your weekend? And you have to just sort of go, it was okay. Uh, and then you think that's enough, so you stay quiet, and they're like, "What did you do?" And you're like, "You know, stuff." Yeah. Um, and then I kind of leave it a bit longer, and then if they try and go for something else, like another question, I do at that point start thinking like, "Right, this is annoying now. Um, stop, stop asking me stuff, stop talking to me." Uh, so I don't know if that's like a form of it because yeah, I don't do it all the time. It's not like every day I'm like that. There's just points where I'll either come in not wanting to talk to anybody or interact with anybody, but I know I've got to be at work, so whatever. And if I was off and not at work that day, I would be doing nothing. So I would be, um, I wouldn't have spoken to anybody all day. I wouldn't be interacting. I wouldn't be doing anything. Um, And then, yeah, there's days where that doesn't happen at all. So I think even though I don't have, like, the proper shutdowns that people are talking about, I feel like I get, like, mini ones. Yeah, I mean, I've just had little looks. I wanted to make sure that what we were talking about was right. But, yeah, I think what you're describing is a shutdown because it seems like a lot of people, uh, it kind of feels like they're confused and off balance um, and they're kind of non-responsive or unaware of their surroundings. Um they might not be able to complete thoughts like properly or talk aloud. Um, they could spend a lot of their time in isolation and away from people, but they could be sitting in the same room as someone else, but be lost in their own mind. Oh, I've done that. Yeah. Uh, I get that all the time, uh, actually, that one, where I will be 
in the same room with someone um, but not acknowledge their existence or not even acknowledge that I'm in that room. Yeah. Uh, I just completely like get into a thought process and I, yeah, have no, like, I suppose, uh, I can't think what the word is now, but no, like, awareness of what's actually going on outside of my head, I suppose. Yeah. And it seems like sort of afterwards or maybe during little to no energy, um, and usually, like, it seems like you just sort of fall asleep afterwards. Don't get the sleep, but um, when I've come out of it, my the executive functioning side of me does not want to do anything when I've come out of it. I find it hard once I've come out of the, yeah, the suppose the shutdown then, is that I don't want to, um, I don't want to do anything. I, I find it hard to start a task once I've come out of it. Um I just sit, I just stand about, sit about thinking about doing work, but then I'm unable to. I'll keep trying. So every now and then I'll do part of what I'm supposed to be doing next and just keep giving up on it. Yeah. I think uh, now that I've read this, this is definitely something that I think we both do. I think there's definitely times where both of us, if we've been triggered by something, it doesn't really matter what, like we are quite unresponsive i've definitely seen it with you and i think it happens with me where it is difficult to like make conversation because they've just gone sort of unresponsive and yeah you don't have the sleep thing i would say i do i definitely get to a point where if it's been too much for me or i've got too worked up or something's triggered me i do just completely lose energy yeah um like, I find it really exhausting sometimes if I've been around. So if I've been, like, really drained, I've just got no energy and I just fall asleep if I've been, like, triggered by something. Yeah. But, yeah, I definitely... Now I've read that, um, I think... So the shutdown that I described before where you, like, get into a room and you just... You don't want to be around anyone, you can't talk to anyone, that definitely is something that happens but i think yeah shutdowns also include just being really withdrawn and i i definitely relate to not being able to complete thought processes i definitely get to a point where it doesn't matter how hard i'm trying to think uh about something or work something out it's like my brain just won't let it get there and then i start again and i go through the same thought process again but i can never quite finish it i definitely have that and I find it really frustrating and it's like I can't get my brain to switch on enough or like focus. Um, and yeah, talking to people can become quite difficult. And I do find that if I'm, um, I can get quite short with people if they, if they're talking, like you said, if they're talking too much and I'm in this state of not wanting to talk or I'm really struggling, I will just get quite short with people and make it quite obvious in, I guess, quite a rude way that I don't want to have a conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting because it's not something that I've really thought about before. I've always just sort of considered it me being in a bad mood. <laughs> or, I don't know, it's hard to describe. Yeah, I mean, I uh, the withdrawn, uh, I, I definitely get that. Um, yeah. I just thought it's just something I did. I always thought that what I'm doing is, because I have to force myself to appear NT and socialise, I just figured that's what it was. And just some days I don't have the energy or some days I just can't be bothered to do it. So they're the days where I don't talk, I don't do anything, I don't say anything. Um, 
and yeah, I just stay away from it. Like, but yeah, it, it just just comes in waves sometimes. Sometimes I'll be fine all morning, and then there's like a hour slot in the middle of the day where I just stop talking to people, and stop interacting, and stop acknowledging other people's presence, and yeah, and then I'll just sort of snap out of it. But then once I come out of it. I struggle to get things back into like a normal motion, which is odd because during the shutdown, I'm able to carry on doing like the tasks I've been given, say when I'm at my job. Um, I just don't want to interact with anyone while I'm doing them. Yeah. Um, Whereas previous to that in the same day, I was able to interact with people and do the jobs. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously there's times where I have it the complete opposite way around as well. Like where someone's talking about something that I'm completely like into and want to talk about because it's one of my like interests and I am incapable of doing anything else but talking about this one job. Uh, And I've had that before where somebody said to me, get back to work. And I've gone, yeah, sure. And then just carry on not working and talking about the thing that I'm wanting to talk about. But yeah, there's times where it's the opposite. But yeah, I just thought that's... I always just think like... (laughs) I mean, obviously now when I do it, it's different. Like I always talk about like my autism shield. Uh, Now when I do it and I shut down and I don't talk to anybody and I just carry on like acknowledging people, I feel like because I'm in a place where people understand-ish that they are okay with it and they're okay with me not talking to them and they get it. But then equally, I don't feel like... Because I think when I used to do it pre-knowing, I just kind of used to just think that's weird why have I done this like why have I gone so quiet what's bothering me what's on my mind you know what's winding me up or what's upset me but now like when I do it I just think ah you know I'm uh, I'm on the spectrum this is just one of those things I do I just like you said uh, initially when we first got asked about shutdowns I just thought it meant like you stop talking you just sit quietly in a dark room uh, and don't move don't talk don't do anything for a period of time until your brain has reset i guess yeah uh but the yeah me not talking to people or just going quiet for periods and end like i would say i do that at least once a week uh maybe yeah. more which is interesting because now i've just sort of looked it up and it seems that shutdowns and meltdowns are almost like i mean they're not the same thing at all but they're like the same level of thing and it seems like someone is you know, you sort of either have a shutdown or a meltdown. Not exclusively as in you'll only ever have shutdowns or meltdowns. But, but you can't have both at the same time. I think you can have both at the same time. Oh, Sometimes okay. you have a meltdown and it goes into a shutdown or vice versa. But Oh yeah, I've had that. Yeah. When I used to have meltdowns, uh, I've definitely had a shutdown like immediately after. Yeah. But it seems like it's almost the same sort of release, if you like, for someone on the spectrum. So oh, you right. can have a meltdown and obviously when you have a meltdown it's like all the things that have got to you have got to you and you're releasing them in that way and it seems that a shutdown is is similar it's just obviously it's a different way of coping but maybe that's why you have less meltdowns is because I think you do now we've looked at what it is I think you do have shutdowns more often like I've definitely noticed it in you and you can sort of tell when you're doing it there are times where you'll go from like being quite well, just you like, and um, we'll be having normal conversations to you sort of almost flip to being a lot more standoffish and not wanting to talk and very like lost in your own thoughts. Yeah. And uh, so it doesn't happen like very often. It's just, but yeah. It happen- maybe- I mean, you don't see it because we don't work together anymore yeah. now. But uh, yeah, if you uh, lately, because like where I'm working, there's lots of change and lots of stuff going on. 
I would say I do it quite regularly at the moment. Yeah, so maybe you're, you know, when you said like you don't have meltdowns really anymore, maybe it's because it has been replaced by shutdowns, which does seem to make a lot of sense. And it is something that I see in you uh, from time to time. So yeah, like I think I am definitely more prone to meltdowns than shutdowns. And I think sometimes when I feel almost like I guess what the traits of shutdowns are. I think sometimes I feel like that, but I almost force myself through it and I continue to talk to people when they request like talking to me and stuff. And perhaps that's why I have meltdowns. But the same, so what they say the artifact of a shutdown is, is often like the tiredness. I get that after meltdown. So if I have any sort of meltdown, I feel so exhausted after having it that I generally just want to go to sleep. Like... I had a bit of a meltdown at work the other day and I called you, but then, like, the moment I got home, I just, like, wanted to sleep immediately. Yeah. Because I do find it really exhausting. But, yeah, so maybe that's interesting that meltdowns and shutdowns are almost, like, the same sort of release. They're just in a different way. And, yeah, they can, like, follow each other, but it's interesting to see that it does seem like it's a the same sort of yeah release which would explain something that you do and they're usually caused by high levels of stress and it's like a well it's it's sort of when you can no longer cope with that how weird i always just thought i did it because uh it was something i liked to do (laughs) but that might be the reason why i like to do it yeah because i used to like doing them because uh i found them calmer um yeah, and like I say, I've I uh, I don't choose to do them, which is yeah, like a meltdown, I suppose. Uh, you don't choose it. Uh, I just find I start doing it, um, but I get this weird like peace while I'm doing it. So like I feel like much more relaxed while it's happening. Um, but then yeah, because my default reaction to stuff is anger. If anyone starts trying to interfere with it or interrupt it, that's when I start. Um, so like, because the prime example of this is when you're working with NT people in general uh, and you do a shutdown at work where you don't talk to anybody, their immediate reaction is to ask you if everything's okay. Oh, yeah. Which isn't a bad thing, you know. They're genuinely, like, wondering, wondering if you're all right. Yeah. But, like, when I'm in a shutdown and don't want to talk and I'm not interacting and I'm, like, quiet and someone keeps going, are you okay? You okay? Like, I tend to get quite, like, short with people at that yeah. point. I start getting, like, snappy and yeah. just being like, yes, you know, uh, which... If you think about that on the outside thing, you're not talking to anybody, you're quite quiet, and then someone asks you if you're all right, and you go, yes, uh, they think, oh, something's wrong. Uh, Which, with a lot of people, makes them pursue it even more and start, like, checking on you even more and asking you even more, and you just start thinking, well, that's that's not helpful. Yeah, um, it's definitely interesting. From what I've read as well, it seems like uh, something that happens more frequently with shutdowns because meltdowns are a bit more obvious shutdowns tend to be more discreet that often the person who's having the shutdown at least when it first starts don't necessarily realize that it's starting they're not they don't usually i guess towards the end or halfway through they've noticed but yeah apparently it's less likely for you to like notice immediately that that's what's happening you just uh start doing it without really knowing why yeah, which is what definitely happens to me. Yeah. Uh, I don't know I'm in one till about halfway through or I've been in one for a while and then I'm just like, oh, when did uh, 
wonder how long I've not been speaking to anybody for a while. I wonder if anybody's noticed. I start having like those thoughts. Yeah. But I don't know if that's, I'm having those thoughts when I'm uh, coming out of it. And that's when I start being more aware again. Could be, Because yeah. start, I'm starting to move out of it. I don't know if it's like a, yeah, I suppose like in the, the thick of a shutdown, you, uh, you are unaware of it. And that's why, because you're at the peak of it. Uh, and it's not till you start, it starts wearing off a little bit that you start being aware that you've, you're doing one, you know? Um, yeah. Like I say, it's definitely something that I think is more common in you, which is funny because when we were initially talking about this, it was something that we were like convinced that you didn't have. But now we've looked into it, I would say that it's actually something that you definitely have and is probably the reason why you haven't had a meltdown yeah. for such a long time is your meltdowns have turned into shutdowns. Yeah. Uh, which is really interesting because, yeah, I would say that actually I don't think I have shutdowns very often. I think what I've described is just, uh, well, it's just a preventative measure. It's just me trying to cope with things that bother me. It's not a meltdown or a shutdown. It's just I want some time to myself to, I guess, recover from any sort of socialising basically, which is what I want to do. Um, and yeah, what you've said is true. I'm very much a precautionary and I do things to try and help myself out. So yeah, what I've described, I don't think I actually have shutdowns very often. I think I have meltdowns a lot more. Yeah. I'm definitely more of a meltdowner. I guess that's uh, another way where we're opposites, I guess. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. It's very interesting. But yeah, that is it for this week. Yeah, this week we just sort of wanted to cover a couple of... Uh, yeah, you didn't think the faces thing would uh, go on for the whole hour. Yeah, like I feel like I could have talked about it for an hour, but it wouldn't have been very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, shutdowns was just one of those things that I did not believe was... Uh, yeah, and now we've got to the end of this. I'm just like, oh wait, now I do it all the time. Yeah, it's actually... It's something that neither of us thought we really did. Like, I thought maybe I did to a little extent and you thought you didn't at all and actually we probably have flipped and then you've realised you do it all the time. But yeah, uh, so we thought we'd just sort of half and half it because we didn't think we'd have that much time. Maybe we'll come back to doing shutdowns at some point now that we know a bit more. We might do one on, like, shutdowns and burnouts. And meltdowns. I know we've done meltdowns before, but maybe like a doing all of them, comparing them and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what happened there? I don't know. I got weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's it uh, for this week. Next week, uh, I have no idea what we're talking about yet. Uh, but that, I actually, think... that actually happens... More than you'd think. It's not like we've run out of stuff. It's just sometimes we don't know what we're going to do. Until well, we do I it. think we've got a couple of listener oh, uh, questions. Oh, yeah, but I didn't mean like we didn't know whatsoever. I mean like I don't know where to which one to go for next. Oh yeah, because we have got a few topics that we've been asked to do that we need to cover. Uh, again, if you do have anything that you want us to talk about, feel free to message in because we like hearing what people want to talk about. Yeah, for sure. And like I say, like like today's topics, not the faces one. That was just something I'd realised from watching stuff with you. But the shutdown thing, yeah, it makes us realise stuff about ourselves as well. So it's not like uh, I think I've said before, though, it's not like we do these podcasts 
because we know all and yeah. we're uh, letting everybody else know what's going on with them now. Uh, there's loads of stuff that we learn. We're like, oh, right, yeah, that's that. There's so many things that like we'll just make like one comment and then someone will message us going, that thing you've said, I think it's this. And then we look into it and just go, oh my God. Mm. Yes, we found something out about ourselves. But yeah, um, so yeah, another episode will go up next week. Uh, if you want to go on our Facebook page, it's Them Asperger's, which is where we post the link for this podcast, although this podcast is everywhere now. Um, so you, I think a lot of people don't just find it through Facebook. Uh, MOC originated in Anchor, but it's on like Spotify, iTunes, podcasts, mm. Google podcasts, all that kind of thing. You're just looking for Them Asperger's. Uh, and you'll find us. And we've also got a group on our Facebook page where people go in there to like ask questions about things uh, to other people on there now. Um, yeah. Like I say, we reply when we can. Um, same with the private messages. We love the private messages. Yeah. So, but yeah, if you want to join the, if you want to join the group, just uh, find them Asperger's on Facebook and then join the group. You have to get let in by either me or Scarlett, but. Like I said, I've I've only done a little bit of policing so far, and the policing I've done seems to have stopped the only issue we've been having. Uh, so we're still letting anybody in that wants to uh, join. Yes. But yeah, that's it for this week. Thanks again. Thank you so much. Bye.